Welcome back to the Hardcore Therapist, where we explore topics related to mental health and personal growth. I'm your host, Sarah, and today we have an important discussion ahead. We want to emphasize right from the start that this podcast episode does not replace the need for professional therapy. It's crucial to acknowledge that while self-help and self-improvement tools can be valuable, they are not a substitute for therapy when needed. Hey, everyone. Um, So these are my point fives, my reflections, my episodes by myself. I had some people asking me to do episodes once a week that are short based on um, maybe questions or information that I have. And I had a few people asking me a little bit more about um, like my issues with body image. And, And one of the things, I don't know how much I really talked about what I'm doing and how I am helping myself. So here are a few things I'm doing to help myself with my body image. First of all, I am not doing anything I do alone when it comes to working on my body image and issues with how I look and um, possible dysmorphia that I have. Um, I still go to therapy. Um, I would work, I'm working with a hypnotherapist right now. Um, I listen to hypnotherapy, uh, tapes every day, um, to help me to not be so focused on my body as, um, anything else other than it is functioning and that I am feeding myself for, um, you know, sustaining life. And, and that has been really helpful for me. I think that, you know, spiritually it's helped to know that, um, I'm not my body, but I also think, um, having the, you know, tools and understanding like, I, I I can give myself permission to eat has been um, an important part of, you know, what I've worked through. Um, I'm super empathetic and understanding towards myself. Like I have times where I might just stick a spoon in a um, jar of Nutella and just like go to town on it. And then I don't feel well, I'm going to be totally honest. That happens sometimes, but um, you know, I, I have to understand like, where that's coming from and maybe why I, you know, I'm doing it. Like what happened to trigger that kind of response? And that's been like a big thing that I've been working on is understanding whatever that trigger is. And usually the trigger comes from some sort of anxiety that I'm feeling. Um, I'm a, I'm a highly anxious person. Um, I've been anxious since I was little, which has caused, I think, more issues with food. Um, which I actually didn't talk about on my last episode. And I'm going to just give a quick little piece on that is like when I was, um, when I was little, I didn't like to, there were a few things. So one, I could not sit inside a booth at a restaurant. I still can't. Um, the reason I do think that there's a little like claustrophobia feeling, but, um, I also was very strangely worried about crumbs from other people's food that had maybe sat there before, um, like the condiments that that are next to the booth. I'm like totally calling myself out on all, all these weird things that happened to me. Um, and just, I don't know, it just weirded me out. I also had a really hard time when I was a little kid eating in my school cafeteria. Like I really had a hard time with all the smells um, and just... 
crumbs again <laughs> and just people's like, like if they have food on their face, I, I know that I have like some sensory stuff. So I know part of it is, is sensory. And I know I have people probably listening to me and being like, all right, Sarah, it sounds like you're on the spectrum or, you know, you know, you have something going on. Yeah, I do. So I'm, I know, and I'm aware that I have these issues. It's, these are just things I work through. So, I mean, like slowly enough, um, I choose to try to sit at a table if at all possible when I'm at a restaurant rather than sit inside a booth, even if I'm by myself and no one's sitting uh, next to me and someone's sitting across from me. Um, I have a really hard time being in a booth. So I, I, I opt for a table whenever possible. So um, I, I'm empathetic and understanding about that. And I, and I work on that all the time and I'm clear with people around me. So you know, if you ever go out to eat with me, just know we're not sitting in a booth. And if we are, I have to sit on the outside. So that is one of the things um, that I have learned. Another thing is like, I educate myself a lot. Um, I educate myself, obviously, just by working with clients who suffer with these similar things. Um, I, I need to know, I want to understand. And, you know, everyone's story is different. And having people tell me their personal stories and, you know, giving them feedback on things that might help. Again, I really am into the idea of hypnotherapy, meditation, and things like that to help um, when you are anxious about food or anxious about what your body looks like. So I do spend a lot of time, probably the majority of my time I spend um, educating myself is is about food and, um, you know, how to help people with issues they might have with that. Um, also I have had like for a long time and I still am struggling with it. I've had these issues with, um, digestional issues and, and I, and I do think that that's part of, you know, my body image issues is like, you know, you have issues with your stomach and you get bloated you automatically think you're fat. At least that's what happens in my brain. Um, and trying to just get away from using that judgment and start to use some discernment, like, you know, what did I eat that caused this? What kind of, I, what can I do differently? What can I do um, to make myself feel better in the moment? And, and, and those are things that, that I work on. And, you know, I talk to clients about that. I think it's okay to keep a, something like a food log if you're doing it for understanding what, like how food makes you feel when you're keeping a food log and you're tracking calories and you're tracking points or you're I totally have done this, by the way, tracked points or tracking macros or tracking all these different things. And you're so focused on those things. Um, this is where I have run into problem. And I know other clients I've worked with have run into problem where they start becoming obsessive about those numbers. But if you're trying to track food in a way where you're trying to understand like, hey, I ate a salad today and I noticed I did not feel well afterwards. Um like it was causing issues with digestion. Let me see if I do this again and what happens. And one of the things which I have learned, you know, studying Ayurveda and studying diet is that, you know, oftentimes when you have a, have issues, like me being, it's called Vata, being like Vata sensitive, right? Like I'm having issues where I'm, you know, very hyper. So a little spacey. So eating like cold 
foods that are dry are going to cause more issues with my digestion. So knowing something like that, um, oh, I, I love salad, but I can't eat like raw vegetables like that. So what can I do? And making some, some changes with that has been really helpful. Um, you know, I need to figure out different kinds of like reassurance and, and sometimes, um, you know, I seek that kind of behavior where, um, I'm not just reinforcing like obsessive thoughts, which is what, you know, what I used to try to do is like, I need this, like, I need people to tell me I look good and I need people to be like, you're so fit. You're so this, you're so like, I needed that to feel good about myself. And, and I'm avoiding that more, but I have to reassure, I have to reassure myself, not someone else that I'm doing things that are good in quality for me and my body. And that's what I'm focusing on. I'm, which I've obviously am um, promoting positive self-talk. And that's just a really important piece. I think that you know, when we're in therapy in general, just having that positive self-talk is, you know, and having clients working towards that is important. And I know people, it's really hard for people, but having that ability to start doing it for yourself will be tremendous in any kind of anything you're going through. If you can, you know, with humility, I'm not saying you should not be humble, but with humility, being able to, you know, focus on your strengths and achievements rather than your flaws will, you know, really help not being so focused on the body. So, you know, or, or learning, right. And, you know, I actually had a client today that we were talking about, um, addiction and, um, he has recently, um, become very spiritual. He, is really into God and, and like, he's just believes in God now and he didn't before. And, you know, I said to him and I fully believe this when you ha are able to have spiritual connection and you are able to, um, focus on something other than yourself, it, it causes so much less misery and it is just, anxiety and depression seem, and I'm not saying for everyone, because I do think that when people, there's certain um, depressions that you absolutely need medication and, and, you know, therapy and understanding that. But I, I do think that for some people, you know, I think Parmananda actually made this point when he was talking about living in, in misery, right? Like the mode, the mode of goodness, you know, when you're not living in the mode of goodness and you're living in this, this mode of, of misery, you're going to have more anxiety. You're going to be focusing on things like body, like thing, like your body and and how you look and needing that affirmation um, because you're not connecting with yourself and God. And, and I do believe that's been something that I've been trying to focus on. Something else I've really worked on is just creating a supportive environment. Um, like the women that I am close to are so supportive and amazing. Like um, I... I, I trade memes almost daily with my friend, Ashley. And, um, you know, like that is like a woman who will, I know will, will care for me always. And, you know, having those kind of people in your life is super important. Um, especially if you're willing to open up and let people know what you struggle with. Um, and you have these quality humans, it's really 
amazing because they'll not focus on these things that you're negatively focusing on. They're focusing on how like you're amazing at whatever, you know, like the other day she called me to tell me what an amazing teacher was, which I was so appreciative of. So that's just, I'm just using her as an example, but having a supportive environment, having a supportive partner, you know, spouse, you know, whoever is important friends, things like that. Just community is, is great. One of the important things that I've learned is just being patient. It's a, this does not change overnight. I obviously am still struggling with this and I still work on it often and try to understand why I go through this and why, um, you know, why it's, you know, still a struggle for me. I feel like I'm so educated about this and have this knowledge that it shouldn't be a struggle for me anymore, but it is. And so, you know, I have to be patient about that. And I also have to ask for help, which is so freaking hard for me. Like I don't ask for help often. And so when I do, I have learned to get out of my own way, but that is part of that patience. I'm not going to get that just like, it's not going to happen overnight. It's, it takes time. And so, you know, being, you know, in a better headspace with that, but also just asking for help is going to be great. And just being connected to people. I find the more often that I like hermit out or like don't leave my house, which I love, I love staying home. So that's a thing. But like, if I'm like, oh, I don't have anything going on and I just want to like, I don't know, be in the mode of ignorance, really. Again, like what Parmanetto was saying, but like really just like kind of like, I don't know, eat pizza and like, I don't know, gummy worms. I have no idea. I don't really eat gummy worms, but just something that is just giving me a stomach ache. And like, I'm just was naming foods that make me not feel well. I know that that hurts me. And for some reason, when I get in that kind of hole where I'm not connected, I am willing to do those kind of things. And those are like, that's really all I really wanted to continue saying about, you know, body dysmorphia and, and areas that, that I, I struggle with, or just how my body image and I'm struggling. So, I mean, if you have specific questions, please reach out to me. Again, the best way to get a hold of me, I, I'm pretty good about DMing back. I, I don't want to say I'm pretty good. I am good at DMing back. Sometimes it takes me um, a little bit of time um, to do that. You know, you know, the hardcore therapist on Instagram is a great way. I also try to answer my email. I try to look at it at least once a day, the hardcore therapist at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the best way to get a hold of me. You can also look at my website, the hardcoretherapist.com. And and those are just ways to get a hold of me. So if you want to talk about anything, if you have any questions about anything, again, I'm going to be doing these point fives where I'm talking about a specific topic. Again, I had a few people asking me to finish talking about body image issues. So here I am doing that. Um, next week, actually, I had some clients ask me to, to talk a little bit about more about meditation and mental health, um, which I, I will be, um, but yeah, so those are some things I'm going to talk about. I have no events really coming up. Um, my friend Gerald and I are going to be doing something. I don't have the date yet at modern skate. Um, and hopefully I'll be, hopefully I'll be at some hardcore shows coming up. If anyone's in the Detroit area for the Thursday, uh, rival school show, I will be there. Come say hi to me. Um, yeah. And if you ever want me to come to your event, 
That would be great. I do. Oh, I do have one more event on February 3rd. Um, I'm doing a, um, empowering girls event at, um, Groves high school in Birmingham, Michigan. Um, I'm actually talking about yoga and meditation and working with the girls on that. So those are a few things that I'm doing. Thank you all for your support that you've given me. Um, it's amazing. I'm blown away by how kind people are to me. So thank you so much for that. Also, um, People who have bought merchandise, all merchandise goes to uninsured and underinsured people. I've been able to, since this year started, have given um, eight sessions of therapy at a, a reduced rate or for free for people who don't have that. So thank you for getting that merch to help me out with that. Um, yeah, you can get it on my website. So that is that from the Hardcore Therapist. I hope you all have an awesome week and I will talk to you all soon. My guest... I'm, my guest will be Gerald Valley for that will be my next episode up. And then Joe Clements will be the next one. Enjoy, um, Joy Bella. So I have like some really cool people coming up and lots of women in hardcore coming up. So check it out. Talk to you all soon. Bye.